This one, really awesome. This is from uh, football player Des Bryant, former oh, Cowboys uh, wide receiver. Cowboys, yes. Yeah. It's a uh, break, break generational curses. Quit yelling at your kids before they go to bed and expect them to sleep well. Quit yelling at your kids in the morning right after they wake up before school and expect them to have a good day. Kindness and hope, speak wisdom and truth. Most of all, listen to your children. Powerful. Yeah. The fact that he didn't, he says, like, I didn't have any of that. But this is how I break the generational curse in my family. The one that kind of hit me hard on this one was, what's up, my friends? Welcome to the Proud Puppy Podcast. My name is Benny. I'm so glad that you're here today because we are going to react to some fatherhood clips. So go ahead and check it out. So Ruthie sent me something. And... She's not a dad. She's not a dad, but she sent it to me saying, maybe you should use this for a dad tip. So... Is it listen to your wife? Or- <laughs> <laughs> no, it has nothing. Although, um, we were talking about ways to de-stress as a dad. Yeah. On an episode. Right. A couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the things I had mentioned... <laughs> I had said, you know, we had talked about like, oh, well, after work, instead of going straight home, maybe go to a coffee shop, get a coffee. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I was like, you know, I don't know if I if I would have to tell Ruthie, like, I'm going to go to a coffee shop and get a coffee. She's going to look at me and tell me, well, when do I go? And then you replied, which I acknowledge is that's good. As you said, um, well, then you respond to her like, honey, you deserve, you deserve to go. When, when would you like to go? And I said, you know what? That's good advice. Yeah. I gave it. Well, my wife <laughs> decides to like, you know, screenshot that part. Yeah. Send it to me and say, maybe you should listen to your brother. <laughs> and I said, look, I acknowledge if you listen to the, I say, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So I did listen to my brother. Did she go? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I mean, we haven't, you know, we haven't. Sure, sure, sure. sure. She's had coffee. Well, that's good. She's had her Starbucks. So yeah, it's yeah. okay. We're good. But I will listen to my brother. Yeah. Thanks, babe. But anyway, she sent this to me. You know, we send each other parenthood, parenting stuff like back and forth because it's, you know, parenting is such a complex thing. Yeah. Right? Like multifaceted. Uh, I mean, us as puppies, we have our own ideas, how we were brought up, things that we want to change differently from how we were brought up. Mm things that we want to implement that we think works. Well, guess what? You're, if you're married, you're, or if you're not, your partner, your wife, has their own whole set of ideas. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And so when you come together, you kind of assume like, oh, well, we're on the same page, right? Yeah. You don't even talk about it. We're on the same page. And then you get, you have a child, and then all of a sudden you realize, crap no we're not we're not on the same page at all you have your ideas i have mine some of our ideas are complete opposite of each other yeah and going in our marriage we didn't talk about parenting mm. we didn't talk about parenting dating we didn't talk about parenting we're engaged we didn't talk about parenting at all why because i'm a christian and she's a christian so it should be fine no problem at all Right? Huge mistake. <laughs> Huge mistake. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even discuss like disciplining, spanking. Um, like, yeah. And and keep in mind, like, m- my wife's parents are separated. So uh, so her experience is a lot different than mine. Right. My parents are happily married. So, like, 
there were things in our upbringing that were like this, especially her. She's like, this is like dysfunction. I don't want to bring this into my kid's life, right? Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of things that I didn't experience and don't even think about because that wasn't my experience. But there'd be things that I would do that would trigger these things for her. Like, nope, I, I, I said I don't want that. I don't want that. And you know, and I'm like, what? What did I do? I didn't, you know, like, yeah. so. You don't realize this until you have a kid. Or well, if you're if you're not smart like us, you don't realize this until you have a kid. No, I mean we talked about it, but yeah, you still don't realize it. No, until, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but we didn't talk about it. Yeah, we just assumed that it would, you know. And, and look at we're great parents. Yeah, you guys are great parents. Yeah, I'm a great papi. She's a great mommy. Like we're great. We do our thing. We're not perfect, right? You know, but dude, I I love my kids. I think I have the best kids in the world. They all have their intricate, you know, ways, and they all have their things. They're like, "Oh my god, driving me nuts!" But at the end of the day, like, they're great kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we didn't like talk any. So we send each other stuff back and forth. I feel like we've learned a lot in the last like two, three years about each other, mm-hmm. about parenting, about our kids, that have kind of put us in a position to help set us up where like we have Dalia that we're like a lot more on the same page. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Mateo, that you got <laughs> mom and dad when they're figured, you know, in their early stages, but we're a lot more polished now. And that's, again, we're not perfect, you know, but we have a lot more experience. We have a better understanding. We have a better understanding of each other. Right. Um, what, what kind of family you want to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so this is something that she sent and I thought this was really good, you know, because it, it, uh, it doesn't specifically just talk about dads, talk about moms too, but I like this for dads because mm-hmm. dads have a hard time with this. And this is from John uh, Deloney. Deloney, I think this is how you say his name. Uh, he says, make it a regular practice to touch your young kids on the face. Hold their face in the palms of your hands, look into their eyes, and smile at them. Yes, you too, dads. For older kids, hug them and hold your hand on the on the back of their head. The, these simple actions can uh, can downregulate your kid's nervous system, help their body relax, and help you deeply be present. Sorry, help you be deeply present with them. Do this every single day. It'll mean more to your kids than you know. It's very true. So make it a practice to touch your kid, young kids on the face, hold their face in the palms of your hands, look in their eyes, smile at them. For the older kids, hug them, hold uh, hold your hand on the back of their head. And he, he he's sharing things that it like physically does to mm-hmm. the kids, like it regulates their nervous system, right? It calms them down, probably brings, brings them like a sense of comfort, peace, you know? And then also like there's a connection, you know? Dads have a hard time doing that. Like, we do. Like, uh, you know, my dad wasn't, like, touchy-feely. Like, you know, I don't remember my dad would, like, hold me in the face. Angel baby. You know, like, he wouldn't do that. My mom would. Mm. You know, but my dad wouldn't. Now, with with my boys, I feel like I've... I've, That's one thing that I'm like, I want to change this. Mm -hmm. Like, I want my kids to have this from me, you know, 
to, to touch them on the face. So I, I love to hold them in the back of their head. You know, I like to rub their, the back of their head or, you know, do one of those, you know, like, like just like, like their hair. Yeah. You know, like just let them know, like, Hey man, like I love you. You know, um, I wrestle my kids, you know, so that's a little bit more like kind of rough housing, but I wrestle with them. Dude, they should see some of the kicks they throw at me. It hurts sometimes, but I wrestle with them, you know, so I, I feel like this is something that I'm like, I feel good that I'm like in going in the right direction, Yeah, you know, um, and then with Dalia, obviously, you know, yes, holding her, kissing her, like all, all the things, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good dad tip for dads. Like, you know, don't be afraid to like put your hand on your, on your kid's face. Yeah. Look at them in the eye. Hey, I love you. Like, you're beautiful. You know, you're, you're awesome. You're handsome, whatever, you know, but like have that physical touch with them. Because there is a connection there, you know, like we have hands, it's one of the senses. And then also I think our kids, like they feel loved and seen and all those things, not yeah. just from mom, but from dad too. Yeah. No, it's big. I mean, I'm in a very, a very sweet time. Um, James is four and a half. He'll be five in June. Yeah. And um, very affectionate, very sweet. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part of that was me being intentional with that. I, I know COVID was really hard for uh, a lot of people and obviously it was difficult for us too, but, uh, James was about, uh, nine months or so when COVID happened. And so to be home with him through the nine month through, you know, the year and a half, age and just being able just to be with him and hold him and play with him. And like, and this was before I was self-employed. Right. So I was yeah. still, still working for the church and stuff. And yeah. Granted, it's still a flexible schedule, but still yeah. um, to have all that time was really special. And for me, um, I, I am the uh, AM person. I'm in charge for AM. I let my wife sleep yeah. uh, in the morning. And so, and right now ranges from, on a good day, seven seven a.m. to five, sometimes a little earlier. Nice. So um, I get to spend a lot of time with him in the morning. Yeah. And so a lot of that time is, um, uh, which I, I now started implementing about two weeks ago. But I've been doing this, um, trying to read the Bible in a year, which I've, I've been hey a, m- a month in. So nice. Cool. Um, but I started implementing a couple weeks ago to pray before and I invite him to come pray with me. I don't force him to pray with me, but I invite him to come and just those little prayers I think are really special between me and him just to kind of hear where his heart's at. Um, but a lot of time of our morning is playing chiropractor or playing school kind of thing. Um, when I drop him off at school, it's very much, uh, you know, give him a hug, give him a kiss. You know, and and wish him off, and same when I see him in the morning. So, um, I I am very I am very affectionate that way. Like yeah. one of my um, love languages, if you if you want to pull a yeah. retro reference, yeah. is uh, is physical touch. Yeah. And so I very much receive and give uh, that in, into that. Even yeah. with my bros, still do it. Yeah. I think for them it's more embarrassing than it is for me. But um, as we probably have touched on earlier in these episodes, I have no shame. I care very little <laughs> about what other people think that, about me. That's and true. so I want to 
you know, I, I, I express my love in that way. And, and if they're uncomfortable with it, it's even, it's even better. Um, <laughs> granted, I, I do with people that I know. It's not as like random strangers. <laughs> random strangers. Kind of thing. What up, bro? <laughs> Give him a kiss. Come over here. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, I think, I think it really is. Um, it is important, especially, yeah. especially those younger ages. Yeah. They, they really need to know that you're, you're, you're there. So yeah. That's a good way to do it. And you know, like, um, I think, what we do with our kids is kind of like how they'll interact with us when we're older mm-hmm. too, you know, like I really try to like put my arm around dad and like, you know, but I'm not, we're, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like that with us. Like it's not like, and, and, and again, I'm 36 years old. I'm almost a full grown man. Like, you know, I, I don't need him to hold my face. You know, I don't need him to like you should do it. Rub my head. You should just hold his face. No, I'm saying I don't need it, but if he did it, man, it would make me feel like, you know what I mean? Like and that's what I'm saying is like if whatever I do with the boys now, like that's how they're going to kind of treat me later too. You know, if I just hope they don't wrestle with me, you know, but but if I'm putting my arm around them, like my, one of my favorite things is sitting like watching a movie with them because Mattel will just like get up super close to me and like cuddle with me. Mm-hmm. And that's like the best, you know? And I want him to feel like he could sit close to me. Like he doesn't have to give dad his space, you know, or yeah. um, not, you know what I mean? Like I don't want him to feel that way. Like, you know, he, he could always sit with me and cuddle with me. And Though sometimes it would be nice to have some personal space. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, <laughs> we've talked about how Mateo's like, I want to join. Like he's trying to always get in there. But but on on moments where it's more organic, like it's like the best thing in the world. Yeah. And again, as a dad, I think that that's important for us to do. It's not just mom. It's not, that's not just, that is not just mom's job. It's dad's job as well to give that to our kids because they, they need it. You know, to say yeah. a child doesn't need that from both parents is a lie. They need it from both parents. You know, it's as us as humans, it's one of the way we communicate our affection, our love for other people. Yeah. Is by giving them a hug, a certain type of handshake. You know, like I know that since COVID, everyone's all about like bumping fists, but like that's like, that's like low altitude connection there. Like you're not. Sorry, that's a Pastor Chad thing, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude, that man, love that guy. But that's that. That's like a basic. That's you know what I mean. Like yeah. the, and I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, protection from COVID and don't want to get sick, whatever. But, but man, like when I see people that I really love, like I love a good hug. I love putting my arm around them. I love. Even if it's just a special handshake and a bring it in, brother, you know, kiss on the cheek, <laughs> kiss, kiss on both cheeks. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I mean, but I, I enjoy I enjoy that because it's as humans, it's you cannot deny that we share love and affection through our physical body. Yeah, we do. You know, like, and so with our kids, it's like, yeah, like we should be able to put our arm around them and hold their face and and. You know, like one of the other things, like when we're walking across the street, like Mattel and able to go and grab my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cool. Like, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Grab my hand. We're walking across the street, you know, or we're just walking, whatever. But yeah, you're, I'm your dad. You should feel safe with me. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Ruthie, thank you for that. That was awesome. So there's a cool story tied to this. So like a year, probably a year uh, ago, 
James started having nightmares in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And so he would come into the room being very scared. I would try and keep him within the bed, but then, you know, he would keep crying. So I came and brought him into the room. Yeah. And he still does that now. And for a long time, I was like, gosh, what? Like, I can't get any good sleep. Yeah. It's tough. I'm like sleeping on my back. I'm a stomach sleeper. He, you know, his legs were always kicking. He runs hot. I run hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And so for a while, we're like, when is he going to grow out of this? And, you know, part of it for me was like, you know what? Maybe I should like really treasure it because he, he will eventually grow out of it. He's yeah. not going to want to eventually sleep in. Right. And it wasn't until about a month or so ago he came in. Um, he came in earlier than usual, which I thought was interesting. And um, but we didn't hear him crying. He came in and, you know, hey, everything all right? Yeah. OK. Um, you know, did you have a bad dream? No. And then he just came into bed and slept. And I realized he just wants to be with us. That's like cool. there was no, yeah. there was no bad dream. It was just like, I want to sleep in mom and dad's bed. And like, for me, it was very like a very humbling and like a very much like a, I felt like that was very much like a God moment for me of like this, like, you know, you sought wisdom and saying that, you know, let him doing this and, and kind of gave me new perspective yeah. on that time and just being like, okay, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to have like a really solid you know, good night's sleep for probably, I don't know, maybe the next year, year yeah. and a half. Yeah. But, you know, when he's older, you know, those are going to be the memories that's like, oh man, I miss when he comes into my bed. Yeah. You know, and just like wants to cuddle in and, yeah. you know, he gets up in the morning. So funny. He's, he's become very much, very, very much a professional now. He gets up. I'm ready to go. Okay. Well, you know, go potty and then come back. And so he'll go potty and come back. I'm ready, dad. Okay, all right, all right. He'll come out and he'll go yeah. into the living room. So, um, but yeah, just just a nice. It was a nice perspective for me of like I, you know what, I need to, I need to stop looking at this at, at the the um, you know as a, a short sighted kind of thing and really look at this as, as a long run and really treasure those moments because they happen too fast. They grow they too do. fast. So. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I got some some fatherhood clips. Uh, these kind of range from funny to more thoughtful. I kind of wanted us to check some of these out, react to them, give our thoughts. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, the five things that I've learned about fatherhood. And the first one on that list was diaper blowouts. I said they were overrated. Right, I never I hadn't experienced anything bad from them. Well, this first clip is about diaper blots and the experience that this dad had, and so I wanted to check this out. Are you okay? Oh, I'm just warm and wet. Well, Nova, oh, Nova, good. <laughs> Okay, so it happens. It does. Okay, I I haven't experienced anything that bad. Where it's like, there's that much out of the diaper. Me either. (laughs) Don't don't lie. (laughs) Same to you, my son. I will not share that story. Yeah. It has happened. But I mean, I think like something like that, I'm like, oh, okay. So people do have a hard time 
or you know there is such thing as like a and I mean that's not like that's to me is not like super bad. I just thought it was funny because I was looking for these. And the first one I got was this one about diaper plot. And I'm like, why do I feel like my Instagram is... It's listening. It's, it's listen- always listening. My Instagram is listening to my podcast. That's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I love it. Here's the next one. What's wrong? <laughs> she was crying and looking at me, dude. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the look she's giving you. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Just take my Stop. <laughs> okay, this guy has two sons. This is his first daughter, and he's obviously wrapped around his daughter's fingers. Already. Already. And you know what? I 100% relate with the guy. I really believe. Now, I'm, I feel like I'm always, well, not always, but I feel like I cry a lot. It's just you know, you could tell That's by the, the podcast, like, yeah, like I, I'm very much in touch with that and I, I don't find any shame in that. But like, since Dali was born, I find myself even more softer than before. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the fact that I have a little girl, like, I don't know what it is, but like looking at her, I'm like, oh my God, like she, like literally sometimes that's me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't do it. Like looking at her or she does something cute and it's like, oh my God, I'm like completely in love with this little girl, yeah. you know? Um, and not to say that I don't love my boys. I do. I love my <laughs> boys, you know, but having a girl is different. Yeah. And I've noticed that I've gotten softer. And what I mean by that is just like more in touch with my feelings and, and more like lovey dovey with my, and you know what? It, it's not just with Dalia, it's like with all the kids now. Yeah. You know, like even more with the boys, you know, it's, it kind of has gone over to just everybody. Hey, yeah. even my wife, like everybody, you know? So um, I relate. I know that you, you know, I, I don't have a girl. Maybe the next I don't one. Have a girl. Maybe. We'll we're see. Hoping. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. You yeah. know? I've I've shared plenty. I've shared honestly and openly here that like, look, my patience was not great starting out when I had kids, and there was times I yelled at them, and honestly, still kind of do. Yeah. Depending on the type of day, I feel like I've gotten a little bit better at it in the last like couple months. But you know, like, but Ruthie's told me this, you know, like, I, and she's even said it like, I don't want the last moment with the kids before they go to bed to be us yelling at them. Hmm. I just don't want them to go to sleep like that, you know? So when I put them, when I put them to bed, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, hurry to bed, hurry to bed. All right, bedtime, guys, come on. But, but, so I'm not even, even when I don't yell, I'm, like there's even moments I'm like rushing them. Come on, come on, all right, bedtime, all right, guys. All right, good night, love you, let's pray. Okay, guys, love you guys, see you guys tomorrow. Good night. And then I'll go out, and then Ruthie's like, why are you rushing them to bed like that? I'm like, it's bedtime. And they're, she's just like, is that what, is that the last thing you want? Like, is that how you, you want your kids to go to bed with, you know, is that, is almost like this, like, okay, like get out of my hair. Like I got things to do. And, and I was like, no, I mean, no, it's not, it's not what I want. Yeah. Um, the bedtime one is so hard too. It is. Because I mean, they're, Especially in the early development, there's so many stages like sleep regression or like, oh, taking out a nap kind of thing. Right. Or just, you know, like 
them just getting older and having a later bedtime, you know? Yeah. So, and, and, and it really can be, it, it can be frustrating because it's like, you, you're right. We, you know, like as much as we don't like to admit it, we, we sometimes like having a life outside for kids. <laughs> and yeah. so like we have stuff planned, we have schedules and that kind of thing. And, and for most kids, they usually don't operate on schedules. So right. how do you, how do you mitigate that without, uh, yeah, changing anything and, yeah, I mean, there have been lots of times where I just kind of lost my patience, especially the when they were losing, when we were right in between um, cutting a nap out or not, because it would take like close two and a half to three hours to go to bed. Like we would yeah. start at like six and I would be leaving the room at nine. And like, what just happened? Yeah. You know, and at some points, like, um, I'm very thankful for my, because there were times where she kind of tapped me out. She's like, okay, let me try. You know, kind of thing. You've been in there for an hour and a half. Let me go try. Or yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And this was during the time, too, where he was in a crib and right. he wanted to be snuggled. And so, like, yeah. I'm just, like, in this Rubik's Cube of, like, you know, severely uncomfortable legs falling asleep, arms falling asleep kind of thing. And just feeling like if, like, I just don't understand why you can't go to sleep. You yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, come on, like, we've already been over this kind of thing. Kind of yeah. what we were talking about, um, you know, uh, a couple of weeks last week ago, um, where it's like, you know, you should you should know this by now. You know how we operate. Bedtime happens every night. Right. Why aren't you getting this? Um, but it does. It, it definitely sets a tone for how they sleep, how they wake up, how they start their day. Yeah. Um, I think for me now, it's more like rushing to school. Like, yeah. He really loves his grandparents and they live here with us. And so, um, you know, this morning uh, was a little bit tough because um, grandpa came in a little bit later and he wanted to hang out with grandpa before he left to school. And so it was very much, you know, like I wanted to go see grandpa kind of thing. And and obviously we want to foster that relationship. And, you know, I'm trying to remind him, hey, if you don't see him this morning, you'll see him in this afternoon. And I had to realize, like, you know what, if he's a little bit late to school but yeah. he's leaving like happy because he got to see grandpa, right. then maybe that's a worthy sacrifice. Maybe yeah. things just push a little later today. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I think like, you know, just taking the perspective of like, you know, how are, are we really setting our kids up, you know, for, for good things that way, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, when they have nightmares and things like that, there's only, I mean, there's not, you can't necessarily control that. I mean, there are probably things that you could do to help, um, but you can't really like stop them from having nightmares, you know, but it's, you know, when, when I put them to bed, like, am I yelling at them? And then they're like, you know, that just yelled at me and I, you know, whatever. Plus like I've been having a nightmare, you know, like all that going through their mind, you know, like, no, like you would want to leave them, you know, peaceful knowing that, they're home, they're comfortable, they're safe, they're, you know, everything's okay. And sometimes my tone coming in would, would, wouldn't match that, you know? And so, um, but I think it's awesome, you know, when a dad that doesn't have something is like, I'm going to break this generational curse and I'm going to, I'm going to change it. I'm going to do something different, you know? And somebody that we know that I'll, I'll share here is our brother-in-law, Shane. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, like didn't grow up with his dad at all, and the dude is a very involved, like excellent dad. 
because he was just like, I'm just going to be there. Like that's, I'm just going to, my dad wasn't, but I'm going to change this. I'm going to do this differently, you know? And now his kids, my nephews, they're in these, like they, they're benefiting from that, Yeah, you know? And I think that that's awesome when a dad is just like, I'm just going to change. I'm going to do different. Like if your dad dealt with alcohol issues and you decide like, no, I'm going to live sober because I don't want my kids to have that same issue. That's great. Like do that, you know, or, or if maybe at home you grew up in a home where not very healthy eating, you know, and you're like, well, I don't want my kids to have like the types of issues that kind of are running in our family, you know, like I'm going to change that. I'm going to change this, you know, like that's, that's great. Maybe you grew up in a family that didn't know how to handle money very well. So you decide as a dad, I'm going to learn finances and I'm, I'm going to change this this generational curse, my family's not going to have that burden of finances on them. I'm going to handle it. Like, that's great. Like, I think it's great for us to think of those things that we want to change or break to set our family up for success, you know, like put our family in a better position. I think there's nothing wrong. Like my kids, I hope that my kids will be able to think of something that I did and go, I'm going to do that differently than what dad did. Mm-hmm. I want them to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure my dad wants us to do that. Like uh, we've talked about it. He shared all his, a lot of his faults, a lot of the things that he lacked in and said, you know, like, yeah, I wish I was better here, you know? And then made comments to how he was like, you guys are doing better in that area, you know? So I think it's natural for, for parents to want their kids to do better. So since we are in the position of the parent, we should want to do better than our parents, Yeah, you know? So powerful clip. And that's from Des Bryant. I mean, you know, the multimillionaire, like the guy who's a great football player, but he, his, his, what he's focused on is, is fatherhood, his relationship with his kids. Yeah. You want to say something? No. Yeah. uh, No, I think that that sums it up pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Here's some uh, funny ones. I love this conversation between a father and daughter. Daddy, my sweetheart, there's some chocolate in your office. Can I have some, pretty, please? Remember I shared the chocolate with you? It would be nice if you shared some chocolate with me. Sharing is good, but sharing is fun. I love you too, princess. I love you lots, millions and billions and trillions. Did you say that you love me because you wanted my chocolate? No, I love you anyway, silly dilly. <laughs> Dad, can you say yes or no and eat it, please? Take it so long, buddy, daddy. <laughs> okay, sweetheart, okay, you can have the chocolate. But don't finish all of it, okay? Okay, Daddy, I'll save some for you, cutie pie. Thank you. This chocolate is delicious, Dad. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. You know, kids say the darnest things, dude. Like, it was a show, wasn't it? It, it was a show. <laughs> but they do, though. Like, yeah, they, the things that they say and come up with. One of my favorite things that like the boys do is like they will present an idea as if it was my idea, you know. Like, you know, they they come up to me like, and this is just an example of how they. I, this is not an exact story, but an example 
we will eat dinner. And then maybe Mateo comes up to me and is like, Dad, dinner was good today, wasn't it? I'm like, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, but I'm still kind of hungry. I'm like, well, you know, there's leftovers. You want leftovers? No. But I don't know, maybe like something sweeter than dinner. I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> like a dessert. Yeah, Dad, like a dessert. I'm like, huh, okay, well, I don't know what we have for dessert. Hmm. It'd be kind of nice if we had like some ice cream. And I'd be like, well, let's go look if we have ice cream. That's a great idea, Dad. We should go, you know, like something like that. Like <laughs> setting you up. Yeah, dude. Like just yeah, yeah. making it like you're you're so smart, Dad. Like you got this, you know. Um, but I thought this conversation was so cute just because uh, <laughs> the nicknames Silly Dilly and Cutie Pie and Buddy Duddy, I think. Yeah, buddy and then duddy. obviously their accent makes it that much better. But of course. Um, any like cute things or that James will say um, to you, nicknames or all the time. Yeah, like what? All the time. Well, um, <laughs> so I have many nicknames for him. His thing right now is he really likes rhyming words that aren't words. Oh. And he thinks that's really funny. <laughs> so he's like, hey, Dada, like, wouldn't that be funny if you're gaga googie gaga? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, isn't that funny? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, you know, we've got, we've got James and JW. Those are, those are regulars. Yeah. But I call him Jamesy. Um, but then I'll kind of dive a little bit into that where I'll call him like, Wombo or like Jumbo, you know, kind of thing. And so, uh, one thing that I'll tell him, I'll be like, Oh, James, oh, you're the best Jumbo Wombo. And I'll go, Huh? And I'll go, What? And we'll just start, we'll just kind of go back and forth. So, uh, between that and, um, on Spotify, I have a, uh, uh, Norteño Cristianos, uh, playlist. Okay. That we play. And uh, there's this song called um, Me Da Gozo. Okay. And it begins with this tambali thing. And then this guy uh, starts in Con Gozo. So anytime we're around anything that could be a drum, James will stop and yell, Con Gozo. <laughs> and, and of course, if you know, like, you know, like Norteño music, yeah. there's all these little, Oi! or, you know, like, yeah. You know, yeah. kind of thing, or you know, th- those kind of things. So he'll he'll do like ad libs. Yeah, so he'll do con go so, and then he go da da oi oi. Like yeah, get it, James, get it. So, oh, dude, that's yeah, so funny, it's man. The best. All right, I got two two more here. Funny, some some funny things here. Um, let's check this one out. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh, I, I mean, I do. I don't throw plates at my kids, but bro, like it's it. The kids know how to get on your nerves. Oh yeah, yeah. They know how. They know what you don't like. The things that you say no to, they do it over and over again until you do something to show them that you don't like it. You know, um, I thought this was funny because I'm like, I could definitely see that that could be me in 15, 20 years. That could be me. <laughs> I Hopefully promise. not. Hopefully not. Yeah. I'll be in better shape. But throwing a plate on my kid because they're <laughs> doing the. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> 
turkey gobble. Bro, if I had a double, um, if I had, my chin was more, triple chin or whatever, and the boys went, <laughs> bro, I would be so pissed. I would be grabbing a plate and throwing oh, the plate. Man. I mean, come on. <laughs> Abel is not that far off from finding I know, that I know, dude. I know, but and then hitting the the fat on the arm and then go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right, last one. Check this out. Pretty cool. No, it's gone. Why, hello, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Oh, one more time. No, it's gone. Look how he wiggles the clip, dude. <laughs> dude, kids are so smart. Yeah. Like, and I, we see this type of stuff with Dalia all the time, where she's doing things and we're like, "Who taught you how to do that?" And then I love how the kid at the end is just like, "I still I got, got it." <laughs> and you got to love kids for that. Like they, yeah. you know, they'll figure stuff out. They'll figure out how to get to something. They'll figure, you know, and they'll do the funniest, <laughs> the funniest things. Um, those are just some of the fatherhood clips I saw on Instagram today. And uh, I think it's like a good, like, I wanted to show these because I'm like, you know, we talk a lot on the podcast. It's what we do. It happens. It happens quite a bit. But I felt it was good to show some videos of what, like, actually happens, you know? Yeah. Um, it doesn't We don't all experience everything, but a lot of this stuff is relatable for us. Um, I just, one of my favorite accounts is... Um, create dope humans and it's kind of like just like a, a feel-good account like mm-hmm. they post like you know feel-good stuff it's all like good news uh great story heartwarming story funny story things like that yeah and uh i always wow, i thought i just caught myself but i didn't um i'm like bleeding i'm like i don't know why <laughs> um but one one of the things that they, I love about that that uh, that Instagram profile is that they do a lot of, you know, fatherhood relationships like with their sons. Yeah, and I love seeing stuff like that because number one, I'm a visual learner and I enjoy watching it things. It helps, and it helps. But I also think we've talked about this how there's almost like this narrative around fatherhood, around parenting that like just dads aren't present, not around. And the statistics are showing that that is good, that number is going up, but I'm like, but everywhere in my circles in my community, I see the opposite. I mm-hmm. see dads who are stepping up. I see dads who are taking responsibility in their roles. And you could probably say, well, you know, you're de- that I'm delusional, or that maybe my circle is so small that it's just us two, and that's all I see. Whatever you can say, whatever you want to say. All I know is that in my circles that I feel is mixed. Yeah, I go to church. And yes, I see a lot of that church, but even friends that I know that don't go to church, like, and actually we're going to have a guest on here coming soon. Okay. Um, like I'm seeing dads like taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for us as dads, it's good to see that. Yeah. To show like, yeah, dude, it's, it's happening. Like there are men out there that are being men and being dads, taking their responsibility, leading their families, loving their kids, loving their wives, like taking care of their family. Like, I think it's good for us to see that. Yeah. And um, that's why I wanted to show some of this stuff because like, yeah, a lot, some of it's funny, but it's it's happening, you know, it's out there. And I think sometimes we let the bad news kind of like. Any shout outs you want to make to to dads that are 
that you feel in your circles that are killing it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can name a few. Lanny, Mike, Corey, Joe, like my boy Sal. Like those guys, like those guys inspire me mm-hmm. and encourage me to like keep, keep, keep doing what I'm doing and also like stretch myself more. Yeah. You. you I know? mean, James Godparents, Luke Haley. I yeah. I think he's killing it as a dad. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, I think he's just absolutely killing yeah. it, like as a dad. And then um, uh, Jesse, who's our worship pastor, um, he's, he's got three kids now, and they're, yeah. I think they're all under five. Yeah. So just seeing him balance, you know, ministry life and and kids, and yeah, it's been pretty amazing. So, and I'll say one more. I'll say Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Hall, the dude. I don't see him often. I don't hang like we don't hang out like that what we used to, but man, that guy could easily, honestly, just say how much he's had to go through, how much his family's had to go through. He doesn't talk about that when I see him, you know. It's about his like how much he loves his his, his girls, how much he loves his wife. Life isn't easy, but he's just he's he's present. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's yeah. just like, and I love guys like that because it's like, you know, it kind of reminds me of the story of like Job, right? Like they could easily just like give up, but they, they don't because they understand that the responsibility is more than just about being comfortable in the moment. Yeah. Like that's what good, being a good papi is all about. Being a good dad is understanding that it's not about you being comfortable. Yeah. It's not. It's about the benefit of your kids, the benefit of your family. That is above your comfort zone. So shout out to all the Proud Poppies out there. Shout out to you. Thank you. Shout out to you too, bro. Thank you. So shout out to this Proud Poppy right here. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think it's good to see stuff like this, see other like heartwarming stories, because we need that reminder yeah. that it's not all bad news. So it's good. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And let's do something a little different. I want you to go ahead and tag all the Proud Poppies that you know right now down in the comments. Let's shout them out. Let's show them some love. Put it out there that there are Proud Poppies all around us. Love you guys. And if this is your first time at the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the channel because we drop new episodes every single week all about fatherhood. So go ahead and do that. I love you guys. Until next time, peace out.